Good morning. This morning's uh, scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 23. Please follow along in your Bibles or on the screen. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Wow, I feel like I haven't been here in a while, but exciting to hear uh, everything that is happening uh, here at the Palisades Church. Uh, God is good. Amen. When we um, just look back the past eight years, how far we have come, this is really uh, amazing how uh, the Lord is allowing us to uh, officially launch uh, these two churches, relaunch the two churches here in um, Palisade Park and also in Hackensack. So, uh, as Pastor Key shared, please do continue to pray, pray with us, not only here for the Palisades Church, but also uh, for the church at Hackensack. I think all of us, uh, we, we do need uh, prayers, and uh, we can't wait to see really what the Lord has in store for us. My name is uh, J Hudson, one of the uh, pastors, I guess now in the New Mercy Network of the churches. Um, Today, I'm going to be sharing, continually sharing uh, under our new theme for 2019. And the theme that we're focusing on at both the churches uh, is the theme of faith. And the tagline is faith forward, faith forward this year. And we are praying that this year the Lord would really teach us, uh, deepen us in the realm of faith. Uh, as a people of God, uh, when, if I were to ask, you know, what is faith? What is faith? I think people have different thoughts, different opinions. Uh, but one thing that we know for sure is that uh, Scripture teaches us that without faith, we cannot please God. Without faith, we cannot worship. Uh, faith is uh, one of those foundational things that is so crucial that we really get and really own up to. Uh, and it is once again our humble prayer that this year, Lord, teach us. As a community, uh, lead us in a new, a new depth, a new, uh, new uh, relationships in faith, to get to know our Lord uh, deeper, in a richer way. Uh, so that is our prayer this year. Can we just pray one more time? Uh, personally, I really enjoyed the worship this morning. Let's really ask the Lord again. Uh, Lord, speak to us. Lord, come, speak to us. Uh, so can we just uh, come before the Lord? Let's, let's pray. Let's pray over our service. 
Father, you are our good, good Father. Oh, truly, you are our good, good Father. Lord, you are a sovereign God. You have all things uh, in control. You know exactly what you are doing, where you are, where you're leading us out. Father, we pray this morning as we gather as your church again, uh, will you just unite our hearts to focus on you, to be humble worshipers first and foremost, uh, to be again reminded that, uh, that we, are, uh, we are your lovers, Father. Uh, so, Lord, will you speak to us uh, through the preaching of the word, uh, that may your spirit uh, warm our hearts. Uh, we know that there are people even here in our worship service today going through challenging circumstances or uncertainty that they're facing. But, Father, you say that you are our foundation. Uh, so upon you, may all our lives, everything will be anchored again. So this morning, God, uh, we approach you as worshipers. Speak to us your truth and set us free. And encourage us, strengthen us again this morning. So we thank you, we love you, and all things in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. I think every time we uh, look at these stories, these narratives in the Bible about Jesus, um, one thing that I see is how masterful Jesus was uh, in terms of his teaching. Meaning, uh, I think there was no other teacher like Jesus. Jesus was a master teacher. Um, and these miracle stories or these, a lot of these narratives, definitely there's a teaching on the miracle itself, right? The power of Jesus and what Jesus is doing. But also in the back end, uh, there is another teaching, teaching behind the teaching. And I think one thing is that Jesus was very intentional in teaching his disciples about faith, uh, to be clear, I think he was intentionally in teaching the disciples what does a person of the kingdom really look like as they try to live a life of faith. Because this life is not about just the fleshly things or the earthly things or the things that we see or the temporal. But God, is, Jesus is reminding us, you know, I want you to see, I want you to really get there is more to this life. It's not only what you see what you are facing, the, the limits that you put on this life. But there are things beyond. The things that are happening, that are spiritual, that are faith-based. And unless we train ourselves to open the eyes of faith, to really begin to see what is really happening, uh, we miss a lot. And I think Jesus being this masterful teacher always, never ever loses an opportunity to teach something. Right? To intentionally, really to bring to the front what is happening in the background. So there's always teaching behind the teaching that Jesus goes through. And we come to the chapter 14 of Matthew, same thing again. We know these stories. There's actually a couple of stories in a whole chapter. We just focused on the uh, so-called the Peter walking on water story. But actually the chapter starts off with John the Baptist being killed. And Jesus is, is grieving and he goes to a solitary place. He says he retraws himself. He retraws himself. Uh, but then the crowds find out. The crowds find out, oh, where is Jesus? So they follow Jesus. And all these men and women and children and people who are sick, they, they come again. And Jesus uh, begins to heal again. And scripture says, Matthew 14 today says, Jesus had compassion on them. And he begins to heal them. So he starts his ministry Ministry goes on, on, and on, and evening comes, uh, and it's time to go home. 
you know, one of the disciples come, Jesus, send them home. Let's have some healthy boundaries here, Jesus. This time is up, 5 p.m., let them go home. And they need to go eat. Again, Jesus being that masterful teacher, wanting to show the disciples that there is more behind. I want you to now, the real lesson starts now. He tells the disciples, I want you to go. I want you to feed them. You feed them. They look around. There's only, what, two pieces of fish, five loaves of bread. And Jesus demonstrates his power and what does a life in the kingdom might look like by doing one of the greatest miracles, feeding of the 5,000. By the way, the only miracle that is listed in all four Gospels. There's actually one miracle, which is kind of interesting, isn't it? Only feeding of the 5,000 is listed in all four of the Gospels. He's making a point. It's a powerful demonstration of faith. Don't be limited. Life is, again, it's not what you only see in your mind. You, you put limits, and it's, it, but you know, take risks. There are things that I can do I want to show you that is beyond the physical. There's more. Live in the spirit. Live in faith. And he does this demonstration. <clears throat> then disciples are shocked. Who is this guy? Who is Jesus? Then right after Jesus sends them away, then today's passage happened. So it's almost like a continuation. I think John chapter 14 was meant to be read and taught together. He's making a singular point about faith or things of faith. So Jesus sends them away. And the disciples are on a boat in the lake by themselves. And scripture says that Jesus at this time went on to the mountainside to pray. And he's praying. He's getting refilled. He's staying connected to his father. Then in the middle of the night, Jesus goes towards to the disciples on the boat. Apparently there's storms. There's winds happening. Not in a good situation, so they're, they're really going through uh, difficulty uh, trying to get across on this boat. And scripture says that disciples were terrified. The word is uh, there's the wind and the storm was so strong uh, that there was torment. The actual word is better translated, like they're tormented by the wind. So they're not in a good situation. All these things are happening, storm and winds is coming. They try to go across the, the lake, and to them, Jesus comes. And as we know, the famous passage, Jesus comes walking on water. Uh, then uh, the disciples are like, oh, it's a ghost. Who is this? They're crazy. They're terrified. And Peter comes, and Peter uh, joins Christ and gets to taste what it means, you know, feels like to walk on water. Uh, and they, uh, they realize who Jesus Christ is. And I think the punch, the, uh, actually the main, the verse of this whole section is the verse 33. Uh, Then those who are in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. And that's how the section ends. Well, today I want to do just very, again, I'm a three-point kind of guy. So three themes regarding faith, right? Three themes regarding growing in faith. For some of us, most of us, hopefully this is just a reminder, a refresher. And I think the, the first, these first three sermons that we're doing uh, to start off this year is basically we want to present to you the importance of faith and laying a foundation uh, on themes of faith that we want to talk about throughout the year. 
Okay, so the three full-time pastors are sharing uh, these next three weeks. And basically, we want to really uh, trigger, trigger a curiosity and interest and, and again, to cultivate uh, our hearts so that we are really ready to dive in this year, to making this year a year of faith. So three things, very quickly, three things. As we grow in faith or as we think about what does it mean for us to grow in faith, I think there are three themes that this text here, Matthew 14, presents. Number one, growing in faith starts with having a proper view of God. Growing in faith starts with having a proper view of God. For the Christian uh, Faith is not just faith in terms of intensity or how much faith that you have, but we know that for the Christian, what we're talking about when we say faith is, what's more important, I should say, is who or the what is the object of your faith. Right? Is it true? Amen? Meaning, uh, in, the, in the Christian story, even these narratives, of course, these are great miracle stories and faith stories, but at the end of the day, the first point all these stories are making is what? Is teaching us actually what? Who is Jesus Christ? It's upon the identity of who this person Jesus is that everything matters. So, uh, first thing, as we think about faith, you know, even this year, maybe some of you, you guys have been kind of like coming into church, maybe you've been away for a long time, and you know, you're coming back and you're asking the Lord, Lord, you know, I wanna come back. I wanna come back to faith. I wanna really grow in faith. Uh, the starting first and foremost point is, Again, beginning to cultivate a proper understanding of God, proper view of God, proper perspective of God. The Bible is more interested that we first get or understand who Jesus Christ is. Okay, major point of these narratives is exactly that. It's not to, you know, dazzle us with these miracles and stuff. What's the point of these stories? It's again, it's a sign, it's a pointer going back to Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? Because once we get to a point where we find trust and confidence upon this person, Jesus Christ, faith comes. Right? It's kind of like this, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's so true, isn't it? Like if we don't really know the person, we have a hard time trusting. I mean, pretty obvious. You know, uh, Lisa and I, my wife and I, when our kids were younger, now they're old, praise God, thank God, you know, without the worry. But when they were younger, we used to, you know, even anytime you want to go out, you have to get a babysitter, right? I know some of you guys are struggling through that season right now. Pray for you. Uh, you know, every time we have to go out, like once a year, I don't know, twice a year, whatever, we have to get a babysitter. It's a huge deal. Uh, but I remember there are times when... Lisa will set everything up. My wife will set everything up, get a babysitter, and we go out. We're having a meal. We're eating. Then I forget, oh, my gosh, who's watching our kids, honey? And she's like, oh, so-and-so. Guess what? Depending on who that so-and-so is, everything makes a difference, right? Like, what? John, whatever. Oh, my gosh, honey, check, please. We have to go home. I know that guy. I don't trust him with my children. But when she tells me, oh, it's so-and-so, usually a, a, a nice female young student uh, who knows what she's doing, then I'll be like, oh, okay, honey, let's go watch a movie. No, let's, let's continue to keep going. Because there's this absolute understanding and trust upon that person. Same thing, beginning stages of faith. In order for us to even begin a proper growth in this area of faith, it always starts us off, starts off with having a proper view of who God is. Today's story, Jesus comes, 
And, you know, they're, they're really, again, in the storm, and they're trying to cross across this lake. And it's so interesting. There are a lot of themes of identity, isn't it? The disciples see Jesus in the storm, and they're like, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. Who is it? It's a ghost. Then Peter, after even recognizing his Jesus, he said, Lord, is it really you? If it's you, tell me to come. Then again, closing of this whole section, they finally recognize that Jesus was the Son of God. And it ends in worship because now they have a proper understanding of who Jesus is and therefore their faith has grown. A lot of us, I don't know all of you here, but I bet you your faith struggle is closely tied to your proper understanding of who Christ is. Our faith struggle a lot of the times, our trust issues, our our issues of really anchoring ourselves into Christ often has to do with our uncertainty at the end of the day because it's about trust. Faith is about trust. That do we really know who Jesus is? Is he trustworthy? Is he really going to show up? Is he really someone who says who he is? At the end of the day, it's about getting a proper, having a proper understanding of Jesus Christ. Pastor Tim Keller, he always talks about this, talking about this whole uh, object of faith. And he says that it's not the strength of your faith. For the Christian, it's never ever really about the strength of your faith, but the object of your faith that actually saves us. Strong faith in a weak branch is fatally inferior to weak faith in a strong branch. You know, you're falling down a cliff and you, you, you hold on to something. It's, it has nothing to do with how hard you hold on to, the strength of your faith, but it has everything to do with the branch itself. You can hold on as hard as you want, but if the branch itself is weak, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what's important and significant is the branch. Right? For the Christian again, you know, that's why Scripture teaches us, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed... As small as a mustard seed. It's not about generating energy. It's not about passion for the passion's sake. It's not rigor. It's not commitment. But basic starting point of faith and growth in faith is, are we properly aligned and do we know who Christ is? Is he worthy? Is he, is he, is he really say who he is and do we trust in him? Because he is the object of our faith. And I could have weak faith, but if it's, a faith, if it's faith upon Christ, that's, that's good enough. That's good enough. That's a good starting point. So today I want us to, as a first point again, this whole theme of identity and having a proper view of God. I want us to ask, you know, really, really think about this, this truth. All right, where are you? Where are you in your walk, in your view, in your relationship with the Lord? Has it been growing? Has it been deepening? Because I bet you if that is deepening, your faith has been deepening. Or is it still just shallow and you, you think it's God, but you're like, is it a ghost? Or you're constantly questioning, Jesus, is it really you? It affects everything. It not only affects our faith, but Scripture today says it actually affects our worship. It affects our worship. Okay? Number one. Number two, growing in faith, 
not only is about having a proper view of God, number two, growing in faith. To grow in faith, we must face our fears. To grow in faith, we must face our fears. I think the big chunk of today's text is exactly that, right? It's about, it's about fear. And that's another theme that seems like it's coming across here. The terrible storm, the setting itself is on a lake, and they try to cross it, and it's the fourth watch of the night, uh, Bible teaches, which is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. time period. So it's like pitch black. Back then, no electricity, right? Pitch black. And they're like, try to cross. And scary storm is here, and I don't know why Jesus is walking on water at that time to scare them or whatever, but, you know, things are happening. A lot of fear. Just fear just jumps off the page. But if Jesus is really trying to teach us something about faith, again, teaching behind the teaching, he's actually intentionally, I think, making a point. There is a close relationship between us handling and acknowledging fear and our growth in faith. Fear and faith always it seems like it's, it's, it's together, isn't it? I mean, for me, even just as a, as a person of, of Christ, in my walk, uh, growing in the faith, um, I think much of my faith journey, big part of my faith journey has been, it's, it, it's been about uh, addressing my fears. It's really honestly been about addressing the fears. I think the, at the core of my, myself, there's a huge area, there's a big area portion, uh, basically what's hindering me from going further and deeper and taking more risks in the Lord, it's, it's been about my fears. And without acknowledgement, without recognition of those fears that is trapping you, uh, I mean, in one, in one sense, we have no chance. Because having faith, growing in faith, the big part of it, big chunk of it is facing those fears. See, for the Christian, um, I don't think Bible is teaching us or ever teaching us that one day you're going to be a super Christian and all these fears will be gone. That's not what it is. There are always going to be fears. Different types of fears are going to seep in. Actually, um, John Orthberg, Pastor John Orthberg, uh, he had a quote. I don't know if we have this. John Orthberg, he says this. He says, the choice to follow Jesus, even for a Christian, as we make the choice to follow Jesus, the choice to grow is the choice for the constant recurrence of fear. You've got to get out of the boat a little every day. Here is the deep truth about water walking. The fear will never go away. Fear and growth go together like macaroni and cheese. It's a package deal. Growth always involves risk. And risk always involves fear. So in order for us to grow in faith, fear is going to be always there. You know, I, completely honest, you know, I came to the States when I was in seventh grade. And, you know, my, my, my English, my language skills wasn't, wasn't that great, and um, I mean, when I think back now, it's just the fact that I'm like up here public speaking or preaching a sermon is crazy. Back then, I was just so scared just, just stepping in front of anyone uh, to say anything in English. I mean, that just scared the heck out of me. 
And no way I ever thought my, part of my call would be preaching. Always, as God takes us out to, to new waters, calls us out, there's always risk, and every risk always comes, is, involves fear. And today, I think Jesus is asking us, as we think about faith, it's those fears. Face your fears. Begin to acknowledge your fears. And I think that's one terrible thing that happens as we get older. I am so good now at covering my fears. I explain it away. I have amazing, amazing stories and excuses and how I cover them up. Sometimes I even deceive myself. That it's gone. But it's there. It's there. But today, Jesus calls Peter, calls his disciples, come. I want you to come. You know, one, one pastor said this. I thought it was amazing. I wish I said it, but I didn't. This pastor said, only time, the only time you should leave your boat in the middle of a storm is only if Jesus is in the storm. Because that storm with Jesus, actually it's safer than the boat without Jesus. And that's what Christ does. Because he wants us to encounter and experience and take us to that next level, to have your breakthroughs. It's going to be risky. It's going to involve faith. And there's always fear. But how do we manage it? What does it mean for the Christian to stand up against it? God, I feel scared. It's terrifying, Lord. I don't know. It's an uncertainty. I don't know where I'm going, what's happening. But, Lord, I see you, though. I see you and I hear you calling me out. And I want to take that step of faith. I think one thing is, uh, and, again, I, I, I really speak this uh, even uh, big part from my upbringing, my experience, but I know there are seasons and there are times when fear is so paralyzing, uh, it, it just, just petrifies us and terrifies us, and we get really trapped. We feel like we're just in this like, one, like, like a ball or something, and we cannot get out of it, and that's real, and I know that's real. Um, and for a lot of us, a lot of Christians, uh, this is our main battleground, this area of fear. But making this a year of faith, faith forward, is perhaps asking the Lord, Lord, just one taste. Lord, I just want to take a one tiny step. What it means for me to acknowledge and to admit and to, and to break in these areas of faith that has trapped me, that has paralyzed me. And I, and I feel like I've been defeated by fear. But Lord, will you, will you help me? Will you help me to take that step of faith? For me, the area that really hurt me growing up uh, because of fear was, uh, was my relationships. Um, I, think, uh, I think when we have this kind of fear thing, uh, it comes out, right? It comes out different ways, a lot of different ways. Some people are angry. Some people do all these different things. But for me, uh, often it comes out in... Um, I guess, I don't know, I don't know what the proper word is, but really detaching myself a lot of times. 
so growing up, you know, having some family issues at home, you know, my parents going through struggles. And now, after years of healing, I recognize what it was. It was fear, fear of abandonment, fear of isolation, fear of loneliness. But because of the fear, I just, I just emotionally detached. Uh, with my parents, uh, even my sister upbringing, uh, stuff like that. So it comes out and it hurts us. But Lord, the Lord, you know, God speaks to us today. Uh, come, come, I'm here, come. I'm, you know, he calls us to come into the storm and take a step of faith this year. And I pray that the Lord is, uh, we get to hear really the voice of God um, this year. Thirdly, I'm going to just end with this. Growing in faith, not only uh, it starts with the proper view of God and going back to that relationship and connection with the Lord, uh, object of our faith, Secondly, it's really facing our fears. And thirdly, we must do away with those things that give us the illusion of safety and security. Growing in faith means we must do away with those things that give us the illusion of safety and security. John Orthberg, uh, Pastor John Orthberg, I just shared, uh, he wrote a book a long time ago, like I think 20 years ago, and the title of this book was, If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat. It's a great book, by the way. Great book, amazing book. I recommend it. Uh, The title of the book was, If You Want to Walk on Water, You Need to Get Out of the Boat. Um, And I think for some of us Christians who've tasted maybe even a just a bit of the fullness of God, what it really means to walk on, you know, walk in faith, not by sight. I think for a lot of us, I know for myself, my big fear, my biggest fear now today uh, is not all these things that are hindering me, but it's, uh, I think the great Pastor Francis Chan said, our greatest fear should not be a failure of things, but succeeding at things in life that don't really matter. Okay? I mean, for me, honestly, now my greatest fear is the rest of my life just staying in that boat, never ever taking any spiritual faith risk and just being safe. And once again, it's an illusion. We know that. Because nothing that we generate as human, broken, fleshly beings Ever, ever does ever give us real security. Right? It's an illusion. You know, we, we walk out of this door today, I mean, some of us, we could get hit by a car. We have no idea, right, meaning. We think we could control. We think this boat is safe. But when we come to the realm of faith and growth and God taking us and taking risks for the kingdom and, and, and going forward, there has to come a time where when we are willing to take a step out. And the things that are hindering us, stopping us, is those things that's giving you the illusion that you are safe and secure by holding on to these things. I think, honestly, a lot of us, our generation, oh, I don't want to be preachy today, but let's be honest, it's money, it's our finances, financial security, for a lot of us, it's our careers or titles or our achievements, accomplishments, whatever it is. Some of us, it's our relationships. Some of us, it's your children. But it, that's our boat. 
that's our safety net. And we're just in it, and we are not even, it's not even registering that perhaps God's telling us to take a step of faith and come out of it. You know, risk a little for the kingdom of God. Honestly, I love that quote, you know, Pastor Francis Chan. Our greatest fears should be not we will fail in something, but it's succeeding at things in life that doesn't really matter. Because we just play it so safe. See, play it so safe. And today God calls out um, the disciples. And for us today, I don't know, you know, today as we think about this year, 2019, we you know, Lord, what, what do you have in store for us as a church, as a community, in our families, in our homes, in our personal walks with the Lord? I mean, I don't think it's God strengthening your boats. I think God's perhaps asking, you know, this year, I'm going to show you something new and special. It's going to be kind of like, it's going to be scary a little bit. It can be terrifying. But I'm calling you, trust me. Trust me. I'm calling you out. I'm going to call you out. Come out of your boat. Take a step. And see where I, I take you. As we close, um, let's grow together this year uh, under this theme of faith. As we look forward to 2019, uh, I really do pray that the Lord is personally, in a very practical, tangible way, uh, will, will speak to you, give you vision, give you direction, guidance. Uh, he's our good, good father. Uh, Someone said, if you want to grow in faith, never try to have more faith. Just get to know Jesus better. Because he is faithful. The better you know him, the more you would want to trust him. And I think that's just a key underlying thing. Again, everything goes back to Christ. For the Christian, for the people of God, um, if we want to grow in faith, it's not about trying to muster up faith, but perhaps this year our starting point should be, Lord, I want to get to know you better again. Then the faith will come, and he will start something new and fresh. Can we pray together? Let's pray. Let's close.